0: For some context, I'm a horror narrator. Creepy pastas, no sleep, urban legends. If it's scary, I read it. I hover right around 50 subscribers, so by no means am I a large channel, but that's okay with me. I read it for me. It acts almost like a type of therapy. I suffer from PTSD, depression, and a host of medical issues, and the stories have become an escape. While I read mostly for myself, I do have a small group of friends who enjoy hearing me read, so twice weekly I host live streams on my channel. It's a little twisted, but reading terrifying things brings me peace and reassures me that my reality could always be worse. That was until recently, at least. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through Reddit looking for new stories, and I came across an author. Her story was strange and poorly edited, but I was getting closer and closer to my stream start time, so I went ahead and shot her a message. She was more than enthusiastic to have me read her story. Little did I know that that was the beginning of the end for my YouTube career. That night's stream was as normal as it could be. My friends were joking and laughing in the comments. The dogs didn't bark, and my kids managed to be quiet the whole time. Truth be told, I read her story, but I'm not entirely sure anyone actually noticed it. It was nothing more than a space filler for me, something to prolong the time I got to spend reading and having fun with my friends. I don't mean to be rude, her story was utterly unremarkable. It was there, it existed, but it wasn't the type of story that causes great fanfare or that helps you gain subscribers. I didn't notice her in the stream, she certainly didn't comment. It's not hard for me to notice a newcomer amongst all of my friends. She and her story slipped my mind until a few days later after my stream. She sent me a message telling me how great the stream was and how she had listened to the streams I had recorded in the past over and over again on a loop. It was strange and slightly uncomfortable, but I figured she had just been excited to hear her story read. I responded, telling her I was glad she enjoyed my narration and thanked her for letting me read her story. I brushed off the message and went to bed. I can't say that my sleep was restless, but I can say I'm not a fan of being woken up by frantic phone calls from my friends. Apparently, at some point when I was watching the inside of my eyelids, this writer decided to start posting letters to me on Reddit. My friends are like me and have no life. So it didn't take long for them to see the letters and for them to start calling and texting me to warn me about the letters. It was like they were taking turns bombarding me until they knew I was safe. After responding to the texts and returning the missed calls, I sat down in front of my laptop, trying to work up the courage to see what she had written. The hair on the back of my neck stood up on end as I was reading her rambling about the voices in her head, how excessively she had been listening to me She rambled about being sort of a demon and quoted Disney movies with ramblings about murder. I didn't have time to process it before a new message notification popped up. It was this girl. She had messaged me again and sent me a new story asking me to read it. Out of pure, morbid curiosity, I skimmed the story and not only was it horribly written, it followed no plotline and made no sense at all. Not wanting to be rude and being worried that she may be a serial killer, I sent her a message back. I told her as gently as I could that I thought her story needed work. I said that she really needed to edit it and to flesh it out because it was far too short to narrate. I hoped deeply that she would be offended and would never message me again, but I was extremely wrong. She started bombarding me with links to stories she had written that were longer, but so much worse. They were basically incoherent ramblings and the world's longest run-on sentences. Everyone makes mistakes. there's bound to be errors in writing. It's just a thing that happens and sometimes those errors may get through the editing process without being caught. But that wasn't the case here. It was like someone tried to write a creepy pasta using the predictive text feature on a smartphone after the fourth installment of what only can be described as a dumpster fire of a story, I decided to take the high road or the coward's way out depending on how you look at it. I started to ignore her. To be honest, blocking her didn't really cross my mind at this point. I wish it would have though. I was already stressed out enough without her adding on to it. We were in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. I was fresh out of a divorce and had an upcoming trip to go visit my family. The last thing I wanted or needed was some crazy obsessed chick stalking me. Things went quiet for a few days. If she had been listening to my streams, she would know I was planning a trip, and I think for once she had a coherent thought and probably figured out I wasn't responding to her because of my trip. In reality, while I was busy, I was actively avoiding Reddit and YouTube in hopes that she would find someone else new to cling on to. When I came home from my trip, I was in rough shape and somehow my internet was knocked out while I was gone, so I had to cancel several streams, making my total time away from YouTube and Reddit, roughly three weeks, and it was three weeks of pure bliss. Yesterday, I was finally able to stream again. As I was setting up the stream and it was counting down, she popped into the chat. My friends were all painfully aware of who she was, so they were all waiting with bated breath trying to anticipate what she would do. It wasn't long before she started rambling and calling me master. She would make up stories about my channel while challenging the people who actually wrote the stories she was trying to imitate. She started demanding I read her letters, saying that her demons demanded it. She started fetishing me, and it didn't take but a moment for one of my friends to speak up and call out for being so creepy. She went quiet, and I managed to finish the stream mostly undisturbed. Once the stream was finished, I popped into a group video chat and that's where I learned about the most recent posts. While I was reading, my friends took it upon themselves to conduct some research and found out where she had been posting these letters that she had demanded I read. She had taken a story written by one of my friends who frequently writes for my channel and she completely bastardized it. She rambled about her and her demons feasting on my friend's bodies. She went into detail about me, how she would keep me safe from her demons and she talked about torturing the various writers who had worked with me in the past. She swore I had promised to read more of her stories but I never made anyone that promise. She talked about how with each passing stream she grew more and more angry when she didn't hear her stories. She went on about her many demons and how she questioned if holding them back was really the best idea after all. At the end of the post, she tagged me and left very thinly veiled threads in hopes of getting me to read her stories. My friends could see the look of pure horror in my face as I finished reading her message. I think they were just as creeped out as I was. A few of them tried to crack jokes to lighten the mood, while a couple others made sure I told my roommate what was happening and that I had a plan just in case she actually snapped. Before going to bed I carefully made sure all the doors and windows were locked and that the pistol I kept on my nightstand was fully loaded. I tucked my kids in, checked on my roommate and went to bed. When I woke up the next morning everything seemed normal. I got up and started down towards my kitchen to make my morning cup of coffee. When I walked by the front door I noticed a small slip of paper peeking out from underneath it as if someone tried to slide it under the door. When I picked it up, it revealed a crudely drawn picture of a dark figure and what may have been a disemboweled body in his hands. The paper was sprinkled with these dark red, sticky droplets. It was right then I called the police. Since it appeared that someone had not actually been inside my home, they deemed my call as a low priority and took their time getting to my house. While I was waiting for them, I decided to grab my gun and check the outside of my house. Underneath my bedroom window, I found an old aerosol can and some used matches. There were small scorch marks on the paneling, almost as if someone tried to light the vinyl sliding on fire. In between the scorch marks were pictures of knives and axes drawn in what looked like blood. I ran back inside the house to be greeted by my kids. They had just woken up and were wondering where my roommate was. It was his day off and he would usually make it the point to cook the kid's breakfast. I was heading towards his bedroom when I heard the police knocking on the door. I quickly ushered them inside and started to explain what was happening while showing them the messages and comments. The officer stared with blank expressions as I showed them the screenshots, but it wasn't until I showed them the side of the house that they started to get concerned. They questioned me extensively about the possibility that my roommate or kids were playing a prank on me i assured them that it wasn't my kids or my roommate and even mentioned that i hadn't seen my roommate all morning the officers took a report and photos while assuring me that they would send someone to collect evidence from the sliding they told me to try to get a hold of my roommate and said if i didn't hear from him that evening to give them a call back While they were walking to their patrol car one of the officers turned and suggested to me that i pack up the kids and run to the hardware store to get a security system that was all it took for me to drive to the store with a pandemic money was tight but i bought the most state-of-the-art system the store had things had already escalated far beyond what i could imagine and there's no way i could risk my kids or my roommate's safety It had alarms, cameras, and it would connect to my phone and send me notifications should any of the doors or windows be opened. The kids were antsy, so we rushed home. As we were pulling into the driveway, I noticed the mailman was making his way up the street. I got the kids inside and was making my way down the driveway when the mailman pulled up to my mailbox. I was halfway down the driveway when he must have opened the mailbox. I say must have, because all I remember was a large flash and an ear shattering boom. The force of the explosion was so strong that it knocked me on my ass. I sat there in shock, watching tatters of the mail and streams of blood and organs dance around me. I didn't even hear the sirens as the police came racing to my house. After being checked out by the paramedics in the back of the ambulance, the police took me inside my house and started asking me questions. Admittedly, I didn't have any answers But that didn't stop them from asking me. I brought up my stalker and my missing roommate. At that point I was basically pleading with them. There was no way that this was some sort of coincidence. My hands shook as I stared at the phone in my hands. I knew she had done this. Now I just needed to convince the officers that she was the cause of all of this. While showing the officers the post that my stalker made about me, I noticed the dates Her final threatening message was posted two days before the last stream and hadn't seen the post. Could it have been that she was making good on her threats? Did me not reading her stories push her over the edge? When I clicked back on her profile, a message popped up. Without me reading it, I handed my phone to the police officer closest to me. The officer turned pale within moments of reading the message. He started dry heaving and had to leave the room. As my phone was passed from officer to officer, each one had a unique but equally horrified reaction. I still don't know what was in that message, and I don't want to. The police took my phone and laptop and put me and my kids up in a hotel a few times over. After everything that had happened, I was super antsy, so I decided to walk to the store next to the hotel. While I was there, I picked up a cheap pay-as-you-go phone so I could contact my family and let them know that me and my kids were safe. I downloaded the reddit app so I could see if my stalker had posted anything new and so maybe I could be prepared just in case anything happened. She posted a picture of my roommate's wallet about an hour ago. That's part of what made me decide to document this. I didn't think I was going to get to see my roommate again, alive at least, and wanted there to be a solid paper trail should anything happen to me. As I was finishing typing out everything, I decided to check out her reddit again and there is a picture of my hotel room door. I think she is watching me now because right as I looked up from my screen, my phone started buzzing wildly in my hands. Message after message came through with no pause. Panicking, I threw the phone on the bed and started weighing out my options. I managed to pop off the grate of the air vent and it looks to go through to the room next door. I've convinced my kids to crawl inside and made them promise to crawl to the next room if they hear anything bad happen. I turn off the heat and air in my room, before loosely screwing the grate back on. I'm on the phone with the police now. Thank god this hotel still had the old corded phones in the rooms. I hope I can update this soon, but if I can't, know that I went out fighting, and always be aware of who you are talking to online. Please don't ever be afraid to block someone, and always trust your gut.